In this episode of the Off Black Podcast, we have birthdays and giveaways. We talk toxic masculinity. Also, happy 420, and is it time to legalize marijuana? Don, what do you have for Offbeat for us today? You guys, we're going to talk about the baby's new single, and in story time, we talk all things Ashanti. All right, stay tuned, guys. All I see is black and white. Black and white. Black and white. Uh, 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 All I see is black and white. Hey guys, welcome back to Off Black the Podcast, episode five. Yes, it's a milestone. It's We're a here. milestone. We guys, we actually made a special occasion. We have a bottle of champagne in the studio Woo-hoo! today, as if we don't drink every time we record right. this. Um, <laughs> we're definitely becoming alcoholics. But we're fancy <laughs> today. We spent eleven dollars on our bottle, not yes. eight dollars. We didn't get the buy one get one. Okay, Mm-mm. we got the to- full eleven. Today is special. We're fancy. <laughs> so I want to give a special birthday shout out to co-host over here, Don B. Oh my God, I had no idea this was coming. I You're know. so sweet. <laughs> I hate you. Ooh, me. <laughs> But for real, happy birthday. You know, I couldn't do this with anyone else. I'm so, so happy that you're here with me. Mm -hmm. So toast up for Don B, guys. Happy birthday. Cheers. Clink in our plastic cups. Yeah, we're going to give you the clink sound because these cups are plastic. (laughs) We'll insert a sound. Next time we got to get some flutes. We got to get fancy, fancy. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Anyways, how you guys been holding up? Don, what's new with you? Um... Um, it's been, I'm holding up pretty good. It was my birthday week, so. Yeah, did you do anything (coughs) for your birthday? Um, I had a pretty chill day. Um, my, some of my friends and family got on this app. I don't know if you guys have heard of House Party. It's really cool. It's kind of like Zoom, but it's like more fun. You can get like 10 people on it. And so everybody's little faces popped up and we were just like taking shots and I was, you know, eating Chinese food very messily on camera. You were eating Chinese food in <laughs> the middle of a pandemic? Of course I was because oh I'm not, God. I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I draw the line at Chinese food. I we, Literally, it's funny that I said, that we even said that was today at work, we were making jokes about people being xenophobic, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And um, I was like, yeah, if this virus had originated in like Italy, we wouldn't stop eating Olive Garden <laughs> or pizza. Absolutely not. I'm like, but as soon as this hit, we're like, don't eat the egg rolls. I have been warned. My my family and friends and I appreciate, you know, their concerns. But listen, it was my birthday and I'm like, okay. It's in a little bit. They told you not to eat Chinese food? I mean, there's like viral videos going around about like, nobody get Chinese food because, you know, of whatever. But I don't know. I'm not a scientist and neither are we. I haven't seen these viral videos. Now I'm low-key. I mean, they're not like, it's not like, I didn't see see anything that was just like, that shook me. It was more Mm -hmm. like fan- People made shit, you know, Instagram stuff. And the stuff that I like is like rice and like basic stuff, like shrimp, stuff that you I like know chicken that you and know rice. That. I don't yeah. want an extra. I mean, even though the chicken is probably not. I was gonna chicken. say, is it chicken on the bone? Because <laughs> if it's not on the if bone, if it's not on the bone, it's not chicken. But <laughs> we're not gonna do that. It's, with me, it's don't ask, don't tell with Chinese food. 
I don't want to know none of y'all's business. Even I don't when know I eat stuff good. that looks like a chicken nugget, I don't want to know what's in it. If it tastes good, don't <laughs> tell me what's in it. I have a, my my friend jokes. I have a friend that eats a lot of. He's like he's not vegan, but he eats a lot of like vegetarian food. Right. And he'll and he'll make something and be like, "Ooh, try this." And I'll be like, "Okay, I'll try it." But if you start telling me everything that's in it, you've ruined it already. I'm like, right. "I don't want that. Well, I don't eat Facts. that." But it's so good together. It probably is. But since you yeah. told me what's in it, I'm already not willing to try it. A so lot of people now are changing are changing their diet because of this, which is a good thing for mm-hmm. the better. You know, like to boost their immunity and get you know good things inside you to help combat if anything were to attack you. Yeah. Like my sister has basically converted into a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I pick at her a lot now on social media because it's, it's a little bit extra. <laughs> but she's like eating for breakfast, like blueberries and pineapple with like a side of vitamins. And it's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she has a daughter, my niece, right, my niece who, um, she's 10 mm-hmm. and they're on the same diet. And I keep commenting on her post like, stop starving my niece <laughs> today. Just today right. she posted, girl, just today she posted a tomato sandwich with some blueberries and pineapples and i'm just standing and like a tomato sandwich like that's a thing bye people eat that listen <laughs> not i'm not people <laughs> don't get me wrong i know i know i'm greedy as hell and i'll probably eat people under the table but i just can't, i can't imagine you handing me a sandwich with just tomato tomatoes on it, on it. I, would, I would throw that shit for back what at you. what is this i'm throwing that shit back at you <laughs> I feel I find I won't feel disrespected personally. But <laughs> of course, I commented on that day with like the throw up emoji. <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, I try to do the healthy thing. She's gonna block me soon. She's gonna block me soon. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> I try to put with the healthy stuff. I do, and I do my part here and there. Like I have loaded up on. I've always been a vitamin taker. Yeah. So I've loaded up double on that. Like I got vitamin D. Um, like the big capsules and vitamin C. I try to get me some zinc, and Good. I and I get get my fruits and stuff. I don't eat perfect, but I feel like I do a different kind of balance. But the Chinese thing, I love Chinese food. I was thinking it's my birthday. Yeah, I'm at home, and eat what you like. a little backstory too. Like my not to get too deep, but my birth. I have like a. Ugh, I talk about depression, and anxiety all the time. How I've dealt right, with it over right. um, over the years, but. Around my birthday, I don't know if it was the seasonal depression or what it is, but I have like a dark cloud around my birthday. It happens. Like every a lot of people year. get that around either the holidays or their birthday, anniversary. Right. So people that even. get it around the holidays, it's for me, I get that really bad on my birthday. And I always think, like, I was journaling the other day and I was like, dude, I'm trying to go deep into like, did something traumatic happen on my birthday one day when I was little? I really hmm. don't remember that because I'm like, but my whole life has been, I was a kid and I had to have good birthdays. Have you had good birthdays? Like, my yeah, grandma, you feel like you had decent ones? Yeah, like, yeah. my grandmother made my... I flip-flopped from my grandmother living with her and um, yeah. my dad my stepmother back and forth. And so, it was different on both sides, but they both celebrated birthdays. Now, my grandma would go all out. Like, I would get, like, a dinner one day and a party the next day. Like, it would be a big deal. Okay. Um, and But I remember this same weird, heavy feeling. I, as a kid, having fun, but still feeling, like, this weird sadness. And, mm. so, and it got worse as I got older. So, ironically, this year, we're, we're locked down... Things were looking real crazy, and everybody was just messaging me like, "We're thinking of you in this time." I know it's your birthday. I'm so sorry this happened during your birthday, and I'm like, "This is the best I have ever felt." I don't know what's going on. Maybe you just don't but like being around people was on your birthday that pants. much. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just that. guessing. I, I mean, I don't like being around that. people that much on a regular basis. If we're keeping it real, introvert much? Um, <laughs> definitely that. And I, I don't. I like a celebration. I don't like a big fuss being made about me though. Like I'm mm. not. I'm not a surprise party person i've only had one of those successful (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my best friend um from when we were in high school 
he threw me a surprise party and it was a success, but he's the only person that's ever done it. I don't like being surprised. I don't like being put on the spot. I don't like a lot of attention at one time, but I like celebrating my birthday though. So I don't know. I don't think it's attached to that, but either way, I felt really good this year. And I was like, I can't leave. I can't go to the beach like I would love to do normally. I can't go anywhere. So what can I do? I like Chinese food. <laughs> so I ordered like way too much Chinese food and just stuffed my face and it was great. I got a lot of birthday love. Um, I am also changing my um, language and my verbiage on birthdays. So, okay. um, you know, Mariah's anniversaries. I'm like, you know what? Just like that. Don't, don't the same way she's doing that. I'm, I'm going to do it with happy birthday. Don't tell me happy birthday anymore. I want congratulations. Congratulations for making it another year. That is an accomplishment. Don't tell me it's happy. Of course it's happy. I'm here. But if you congratulate me, that's so much more personal. The only thing so like, congratulations, what? Bitch, you made it another year. It's hard out here. Like, I'm not mad congrats. at it. I'm not mad so, at um, it. So, as of today, guys, I'm taking a stand. That's my new verbiage. Every year, do not wish me happy birthday. Congratulate me for well, congratulations, another, another year Dawn. of just being amazing. Woo! <laughs> congratulations. But yeah, enough about me. Um... <laughs> How are things over in the land of our essential worker over right, here? I'm Super fine, right. I'm fine. We're making it. Um, I was kind of going on a tangent with Don earlier, talking to him about my woes when it comes to being a full-time student, full-time mom, full-time worker, full-time podcaster. <laughs> Just trying to do it all. all it's tough, you know, but we're making it. You know, mm -hmm. every day is a, a struggle and sometimes some things fall off or don't get as much attention paid to as others. So finding that balance, I will say for all people in my situation or even in yours, um, who just kind of try to balance that personal life with your professional life, with your side hustles, mm -hmm. it is difficult, but you know, try to make sure nobody in your, in your immediate family, or if you're in a relationship, you know, that they don't feel slighted. Um, that's always tough. Um, make sure that your kids aren't feeling like mama's too busy, you know, can't ever get her attention or anything like that. So there is no handbook. Like there's no right or wrong way to handle it. The best thing I can tell you is to just use open communication with those around you. Like, hey, guys, if you feel like I'm getting too busy or you need me, just tell me, you know, may, you know, send me a text or yell it at me if I'm not listening. Make sure that I'm hearing you. Make sure that we're, you know, dedicating time. Even if it's like, Every Thursday night at seven, it's family time, you know, whatever. Like that's your designated time because you know that you're too busy to do it off the cuff. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so let's slide into some off topics. What do you say? I'm down for the get down. <laughs> so I wanted to go over um, something that came up in the media that I didn't see um, too many people talking about. Um, and that was this whole T.I. situation. And um, I don't know if any of you guys are friends of the T.I. Family and Friends Hustle. You know, now they have LaToya Luckett and Monica as part of their um, crew. You know, the cast members that are on that show, which I think is a great addition. Don't get me wrong. Are T.I. and Tiny and their kids like funny and, you know, engaging? Yes. But I think adding those two other elements kind of mm -hmm. balance out the show a little more. Yeah. Um, but anyway, long story short, we all know already, you know, from T.I. Um, with his daughter, Deja, and the whole Hyman Gate thing with him taking Ooh, her to the gynecologist, oh. and that whole thing happened. That was a hot mess. Um, but we already know T.I. for being a womanizer, you know, for him, you know, he is the definition of, and I hate this term, but toxic masculinity. Like, he embodies what it means to, you know, 
demonstrate toxic masculinity because he's such a womanizer. But you have to also notice that the women around him allow it. So, you know, it kind of goes both ways. Anyway, on the show recently, Monica has, you know, her two boys on there who are beautiful. They're just so adorable. And one of them, you know, he's reaching his teenage years and he wants to start dating. So he, you know, Monica, as a single mom, was like, you know, let me teach him how to be a, a gentleman. Did you see this episode? I did not see this. So I this was, start watching. Yeah, this was Monica. recently. So Monica and T.I. and Tiny and all their kids got together and went to a bowling alley. Clearly, this was before Auntie Rona took over our lives. Right. So they go to the bowling alley and um, she's having like an adult time conversation with T.I. And Monica's like, oh, you know, my son, he wants to start dating now. And I told him I'm going to like... She wants to like simulate a date or teach him how to, you know, be a gentleman or how to treat the ladies. And you can tell that T.I. is a little like just not into that conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and so the camera pans over to T.I. He's like, well, um, how, you know, he's like, did he ask you to do that? And she's like, no, he didn't like ask me. And, he, and then in the little t testimonials, like the little confessionals, um, T.I. was like, you know, the only thing that I feel I need to protect from heartbreak are my daughters. I feel like boys only find out who they are once they have their heart broken. But that for girls, he needs to protect them. That is the most, that which is, is some, oh my God. Which is Keep one going. of the most hypocritical statements coming out of T.I.'s mouth, I think, to date. Don't get me wrong, he said a lot of like um, foolish stuff in the past, but this right here was particularly foolish considering all the hearts he's broken of other women not to mention his own children's mother you know these are still women why are your daughters um special you know like why can't they have their heart broken but yet you can go and break any heart that you want to you can sleep around you're teaching your boys to do the same thing they can go and break hearts for other men's daughters and that's okay but when it comes to your daughters they're special you know they can't be touched they're like up on a pedestal somewhere. You need to know that they're virgins. Like, it's just a hot mess. And I'm mm -hmm. like, T.I., I get, in my heart, I feel like he is representative of how a lot of men feel about their daughters. As if somehow, but it, most. Yeah. And it's sad, but it's what's weird is that dynamic also goes for mothers and sons. <clears throat> a lot of mothers are like that about their sons, and a mm -hmm. lot of men are like that about their daughters. And I don't get why that happens. But either way, just speaking on T.I., him himself is just a walking, talking hypocrisy. You know, you can't have it both ways. You can't try to protect these girls that just came from you naturally. Meanwhile, every other woman can just get thrown to the wolves. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to practice what you preach, then practice what you preach. If not, then just shut up. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? God, T.I. is one of those people that I just wish him was like, he please just shut up because I love you so much. And every time we say something dumb, it's like... Uh, I like try to look past it because like, I like he's, his he's music, like, but I don't like him so much. He's one of my favorite rappers. <laughs> yeah, like, I like his he's music. On my, on my list of like favorite rappers, he's. Really I can separate the two, which is why I still um, love our Kelly. Which I can, yeah, same. Yeah. I can, I can listen. Mm -hmm. Y'all ain't taking Ali back and fly away from me, but <laughs> I can separate music most of the time from things. Like there's some artists. If it's where, too far, yeah. If it's too if far, it's too then sometimes far, I'm yeah. just like, whoa, now I can't like, right? see that. But most of the time, I'm really good with that. Like I'm like, I like Yart, and that's fine. That's what I mean with Ti. It's just like I love your music. I'm just like, can you please stop saying dumb stuff? Yeah. Um, but the reason we're not talking about it, I mean, you said in the beginning, you're like, we're not really talking about this topic a lot. I was like, because that's the way, that's America. Like, that's, to be honest. I've seen, like, a couple like, of people, like, touch on it for a second, and then it was just done. I feel like that's most Americans, I ain't gonna say this black people, 
think that way. I don't expect any better out of T.I. He's from Georgia, country as hell. Like, them black, them folks, like, that's just the way it is. I mean, my family, I feel like every most people think that way. So as a and man, it makes me sad. as a man, do you feel like if you had a daughter that you would be that way? No. No? Absolutely not. I think that's um, actually very unrealistic. And I'm not saying and this, and this is how I can prove it. Let me, I'm going to give you an example and I'm going to prove why I feel this way because I'm real, I'm passionate about like, I, in my circles, we debate a lot with my friends, like the feminism movement and the women's rights and all that. Um, it gets a real hot topic with me because people want to be part of the argument, but not really want to be a part of the change. And we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I feel like the women's movement, like, sexuality and liberation and being empowering women to be who they want to be it's not so much about like getting whatever the man has it's like just encouraging women to be themselves and be whatever they want to be and not groomed to be on the arm of a man and that's how society is it's like women are just that's your purpose so of course they, they, they'll turn a blind eye women will turn a blind eye when the sons are out running through girls and doing as long don't bring a baby home no babies that's the only rule we don't want no don't bring a baby home and whatever, but if it happens, it happens. But with girls, it's like chomp, 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 lockdown. Like, and so I don't know. I'm gonna tell this story, and I hope it doesn't like. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't tell it. What? Tell we're, it. We're fresh on the podcast. And tell it. Tell, tell it. But um, I mean, I will. Nobody's names have to be mentioned. No. But um, I had a family member mm-hmm. that got um pregnant young, mm. and uh, when this happened, um. It, I was notified. I've always been... I'm that person in the family. Like, a lot of people come to me with stuff. Like, because I'm, I'm good at, like... I'm not sneaky, like, good at keeping secrets. But I don't tell people's business. You bring it to me, it stays with me. And people know that. Like, you can talk to me. What's going on? Let's figure this out. So, this information came to me. And I was... And we were trying to figure out, like, you know... Um, what's next? Like, what happens or whatever. Um, and this resulted from this person, obviously, you know, doing the do. And... But when that happened as well, I was aware, I was made aware of that. And what I said to them then was, "Do what do you want to do? Do you want to go have this experience? Do you know what what the cost could be? Right? <laughs> like you, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you not to do it because you're a teenager and you're gonna do it anyway because it's in your head. Right? I was a teenager before. We get older, I forget that we were ever teenagers. Right? And when you tell me not to do something, that makes you want to do it. So all I can do is tell you, this is what comes with this, this, and this. Now, if you do that, if you're going to do it, <laughs> you should probably do this, do that. You need to go pick up some of these and give you the steps. And then that resulted in a pregnancy, obviously. And I was like, okay, you made a choice. And this is what happened. It's not the end of the world, but I'm not gonna, I don't feel guilty about not stopping you. The argument in the family was, you should have been like, no, you should have done that. I was like, no, because all that would have done is eliminate our wall of communication so now when something happens, you can't come to anybody with it. I need you to still know that I, you can talk to me and I'll give you a decision to make your own decision. Make your own decision. Do what you want to do. You're not, you don't owe anybody anything. Like we let boys lose their virginity at 12, 13 years old and we think that's cute and fun. And then the girl is just like, you better be a virgin until you're married and you better be 30 when you get married. It's like, have sex when you feel like it. <laughs> We're right. adults. It's your response. It's your body. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. Like you, I don't think we should just be putting these pressures on girls at any age, to be like that Hyman thing, like probably the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it was. I cannot disturbing. imagine how embarrassing that must have been for that little girl. Yeah, like, it was disturbing, and 
you know, I don't know why as a man you would even think that was remotely appropriate. I'm a woman. I do. I know people like that. You, I mean, I I'm a woman my and my daughter like, is yeah. a girl and she's 12. But by the time she's in her late teens, I'm still not going to go to the gynecologist with you Ugh. to find out your business. At the end of the day, if my child contracts an STD or if she gets pregnant, God forbid, that I want to know. You know, that way mm -hmm. I can be there as your mother to take care of it. But I am not going to be in there to find out if you're a virgin. If you're not comfortable telling me that, then you're just not ready. Yeah. And that's okay because we're human. But you, I'm not going to force. And plus, you know, let's just scientifically, if your hymen ruptures, it could be from a number of things. It can mm -hmm. be from sports. It can be from horseback riding. It can be from a fall too hard. It doesn't necessarily mean that you lost your virginity. So, I mean, it's just really mush mouth, really Mush mouth. And it's stupid. a part of this, like, yeah. inflated ego that I feel like parents have by... I don't believe that kids are a direct extension of the parent. Like, right. you, yes, you gave, you brought them into the world, but that's where it ends. Your job is to guide them and direct them, but their decisions are their decisions. Their choices are their choices. And regardless of what you give to them, like, they're going to interpret it their own way yep. and do what they're going to do. So the best thing you can do to prevent pregnancies or your kids out running wild or anything that's like too grown quote unquote for them is just to give them all the facts straight up like i feel like i would have been a way better kid if my parents would have just talked to me about things straight up when i was young and gave it to me real instead of just don't do that because we said so mm -hmm. or because it's in the bible because this it's like i'm the kind of kid that was like but why though and you grow you get rebellious you get a teenager the preacher's kids you know yeah. the more you're told no the more you want to go out and figure it out for yourself but if you're just told real like hey this might happen and this is why you should be doing this if you want to do this here's what you need to do to be safe while you do that but we don't want to teach that to people we want to just no 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 and it's just like i said it's society i know a lot of men that did not bat an eyelash with the t with the ti thing and a lot of women that were just like okay what I, it was my daughter the same thing she shouldn't be out there just like why because your daughter having sex reflects on you being some kind of a horrible person like mm -hmm. this is not the 50s like, no. let's move on so if you just to keep with the same theme when i first was going on about you know what i wanted to discuss today for off topic another case of toxic masculinity um popped up in the media and again something that you're really not hearing too many people talk about but it's it's a thing. It's a, it's a big, um, it's a, it's one of those, it's an R. Kelly moment for a certain artist, a legendary artist. No. And this is Lil Wayne. So if you oh. haven't heard, if you haven't heard, <laughs> no, we're not talking about Mariah. Not what I mean. Right. So, but Lil Wayne is a legend in his own right. <clears throat> so. For sure. There's a lady, um, her name is Kim or Kimberly. Her Instagram is still underscore I underscore rose underscore underscore kim she is in her, her 50s and she's a caucasian woman mm. she is claiming that for the past four and a half years her and wayne were in a relationship mm -hmm. mind you wayne is now engaged to mm -hmm. a plus size model and you know beautiful girl da -da. Mm -hmm. so at first i think because she only has on instagram like let me look now she has 4,391 followers. Mm -hmm. Kimberly Rose is what she calls herself. FYI, you heard it here. <laughs> so she's alleging, and now I'm not going to lie. Auntie Kim has receipts. Mm -hmm. She has text messages, photos, videos, pictures. Yeah, I don't doubt this at all. What's, and what's the, what she's claiming <laughs> is that she's been in this relationship with him for four and a half years. And that he's been violent toward her. That um, he's, um, you know, he was with her and that he didn't want her to find out that he was with this new girl. 
And so he just dropped her off. I don't believe And it. that she's been re relocated and all this stuff. So um, that's what she's alleging, you know, For the, but here's the twist. This is why I always give these type of women the side eye. So she's doing a tell-all book. <gasps> surprise, surprise. She so she's giving all her tea, well, she's giving, you know, tastes of her tea on Instagram. So she's, she's doing um, photos, she's got these like videos, she's got all these text messages, um, cash app screenshots, um, you know, and stuff between him and her, you know, all these intimate pictures of him like sleeping, um, so I don't doubt that she knew him. Um, and I don't doubt that they may have even been having sex. You know, I don't doubt that stuff. Oh, I absolutely think they were having yeah, sex. Yeah, I don't doubt that, that for a second. But she's got these really disturbing photos on here of her body where it's just really bruised from head to toe. Literally, head to toe. Her arms are bruised up. Her face is bruised. She's missing hair. And she's saying that it's um, a result of him dragging her or picking her up by her hair um again i don't know how true any of this stuff is uh i do know that i do believe they were messing around because i mean her receipts are just too too real and too current his photos are very current um i don't know i mean like i said in the world in this world of like the hip-hop world not just hip-hop but just i mean like the harvey weinsteins anyone with like money and power um, I think fall into the trap of abusing their power. And do I feel like Wayne abuses power in this situation? I think it's pretty obvious that he kind of had a bit of control over her. But I think also that as a woman, you have to take responsibility as well. So you allowed yourself to be used by this man. You allowed yourself to be, mm -hmm. in, in essence, a sex slave. You know, because in some of the texts, in some of the texts back and forth with him, he's asking her to pick up other girls mm -hmm. so she's put out there that she feels like he has an affinity or a preference for white women it looks like in the text he was referring to them as pink like oh i don't want that type of girl i want a pink girl mm -hmm. or whatever and so for her she's interpreting that as you know a white girl and like these are i'm showing Don, but i'll probably you know post a few of them but not too disturbing um on our instagram but you guys again i said her instagram if you guys want to go check it out for yourself it's still underscore i underscore rose underscore kim um why she's um talk, like utilizing our famous Maya Angelou up in her bullshit I don't know but anyway <laughs> so she's all you know bruised up whatever this is god I have no idea but what do you think do you believe her story absolutely not um oh man okay I believe that she was fucking with him yeah like yeah they were having sex absolutely I'm sure he's having sex with hundreds of people like, this is Lil Wayne we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Engaged or not. Like, that's, not, that's never been a secret. Um, <clears throat> and here's the thing. This this is where I get in a little bit of trouble. So I'm only going to speak on it because I want to, like, clarify things. Because I feel like I kind of get a bad rap. I... Because I'm, I'm not a victim blamer. And I don't like... I don't like... I like to believe victims. Like, I'm, I'm not the one that's just like, oh, you messed up. But a lot of these high-profile stories... Um, the issue I have with a lot of them is, hmm, let me think. I feel like there's a certain type, type of girl, and she's this type of girl, and we see it. We talked about it last week with, like, you know, the basketball wives, the, the jump-offs, the girlfriends, the Beckys, all these girls. Your sole mission in life is to get up, get you one of these rappers, get you a baller, get pregnant, yep. 
you got a bag coming. You want to sit front row at the concerts, front row at the games with your Birkin bag and your red bottoms and you want the lifestyle and all that stuff. And I'm not trying to say you sign up for things, but these are rich assholes that because they're rich and have power can pretty much do whatever they want because they're there with the power. And you go into these things and everything's Gucci when you're reaping the benefits of doing this. And mm -hmm. then the second something turns sour, there's a new girl on the scene. He's over with you. He's done with you. Then you come out with all these allegations of all this shit that she went through. But it was fine when you were going through it because you were getting the benefits from it. Right. That's the thing. Like, I want to separate real victims from this these people playing these victim roles and that's why like with like all the stuff that comes out it's like i want to like r kelly if you did these horrible things you need to go down for it bill cosby you need to be all these people that are like called out for these things Harvey right, things right. and all these people if you did that then you did that but what frustrates me is i feel like the real victims get buried and the sensationalized victims do that if you're a real victim this is not the way you're speaking out on little wayne doing something for you. If little Wayne drug you out, so drug you down some stairs right. and you had bruises and all that stuff, bitch, you hit the lottery just now. Well, she keeps Take these pictures saying, and go to the police. Yeah, she keeps saying that she's not after him. She's not, you know, after money. She just wants to, quote, tell her story. She wants fame. She's she a clout chaser. She wants this book to sell. Anything. She wants to get the money. She exactly. wants to get the interviews. The whole purpose That's of her sleeping all. with him right. was to get to where we are now. Mm -hmm. Well, she. The, the thing is that this is why she's... I think she's just extremely calculated. Like she sat back and figured out if I, if I, yeah, if I make it sound as though we were serious, we were in a serious committed relationship, then, you know, I can sell this as, you know, he broke my heart mm -hmm. versus I was, you know, screwing him for money. You have, you have you know? to, you have to frame it like it was a relationship because nobody yeah. wants to like support the side chick. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make it seem like you were wronged, you were hurt. You're this white woman that this black man beat up and. Now you just want your story to be told since so it happened to anybody else. That's a lie. Girl, y'all were having sex at best. Right. No, There was no relationship, I'm sure. And he did not drag you to know. First of all, if that would have happened, we would have been heard about it by now. Nobody's going to save that, sit on it, and post it on Instagram to right. quote, tell their stories. Like in one of the screens. You're going to go to the police and get right. <laughs> get your sue on and get your money. Like, so what I was bringing up was the whole her trying to put him out as like a colorist or whatever. Um, she was like, one of the screenshots that she put up was Wayne supposedly texting her. Mm -hmm. We still need a new pink too. find a new girl like a pink. And she's like, OK, we'll do my love. He goes, I prefer them not to be black, babe. And she's like, OK, gotcha. And I agree that we need a new pink. Do you want to see Kia again or no? I guess that's a white girl or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, we can. But I told you what to find. <laughs> like, so see, find a new. Yeah. Pink. So, um. I don't know. It's just she, it's, that's, she's telling her own. She's, she's shooting herself in the foot right there. Yeah. Because now you're putting out this colorist stuff, and it's like, weren't we concerned about your bruises though? Like, what are you concerned? What's the problem? What is him, him being quote unquote colorist? If that's even a thing with him, what if being colorist has to do with him beating you up? What do you want justice for here? What do well, you that, want from us? The reason that it brought that I even bring that up is just to kind of piggyback to something else. Oh, I just dropped that. Sorry, but um, I. The colorist thing when it comes to men in power is why I kind of have a lot of respect for men like um, like Denzel Washington or like um, Morris Chestnut, like those men who like stayed with their black wives mm -hmm. and like LL Cool J. Did they have problems? Have they probably, you know, committed some adultery? I can't say. Most likely. I, we all know LL Cool J story. I mean, that's yeah. Mm -hmm. But for those men that did not leave them for the next bright white 
thing, I always mm -hmm. kind of just give them a little bit more props in my eyes because they could have and they could have went with the trend and what was hot and what was seen as socially acceptable to have someone that's lighter complected mm -hmm. on your arm, but stayed with their, um, you know, more phenotypically black woman. Mm -hmm. I applaud them, you know, just for me personally, because I feel like a lot of black men, when they get a name for themselves, fall into that trap of, okay, well, now I got to go get me a white woman or mm -hmm. someone who's, you know, racially ambiguous to make me look good. And it's really sad. It was just like when that video surfaced of the NFL players with their white wives sitting around like, let's toast to more mixed babies. And I'm like, are we serious? Like, you know, and the, and they're really it's doing it. Weird, it's dude. weird. It's weird. It's a strange form of self-hate. If you look at Wayne's coming up, look at Latoya Wright. His baby mama is a dark-skinned, beautiful black woman, Regine's mom. Mm -hmm. And they were in love. They were together. They were married. But when Wayne got to where he is, every single woman that you ever seen him attached to is either lighter complected, racially ambiguous, or white. And it's just weird when you kind of watch it play out in the media, even Wayne, I feel like the little Wayne coming up back in the day is not clearly the Wayne that we know now. The Wayne that we know now uh, kind of like songs and dances for whoever. Even if you ask Wayne about anything that's related to the black community, he doesn't want to touch it. Mm -hmm. He'll say things like, I don't believe racism is real. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't feel it because he is rich, famous and powerful. Yeah. So he doesn't feel, quote, the effects of racism in everyday life. Mm -hmm. When he looks out into his crowd of audience, he sees a mix of people. So to him, he feels like everybody loves everybody. Y'all tripping. No, everybody loves you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everyone loves you well, when you're rich. And I think that that's, it's not even that for something. I think, well, he's been rich for a long time, mm -hmm. A. And B, you don't want to, a lot of people don't want to stand up and say anything like that because you don't want to lose the following right. that you have also. So it's like. But there's also a lot of celebrities who have said things and who do come out for like, Black Lives Matter, who do support the movement, and their yeah. their careers aren't necessarily blackballed because of it. I just yeah. think Wayne thinks in his own mind. Mm -hmm. If I like Ti speaks against it, Ti still successful. He's still getting shows. He's still getting deals. He still has his own mm -hmm. show. He's got a radio just, show. It just depends on like how you do it. You what just you need your own leg to stand on and have the guts to do it without fear of mm. um, any sort of retaliation because you know it's the right thing to do. And for Wayne, I just think he's so far gone with drugs, with alcohol, with women, with. Mm -hmm mess that I just don't think he see he can't see past the clouds like his judgment is just cloudy at this point I mean I've never ever like looked at Lil Wayne as some like right up no, never. figure in the no. black community anyway like you've been rich since you were like but, 13 yeah, at this and point, you were people by, ask like, him those kind of questions just to get those people. weird answers so mm -hmm. they can go viral because you already know yeah, how he's yeah. if you're going to ask Lil Wayne something like that you know what you're doing you know because like I said he's been raised by these hood niggas his whole life <laughs> and you've been rich running around with these other you know ridiculous you know toxic male so it's just like it is what it is with him um the colorist thing i really struggle with because on the one hand i do believe that your preference is your preference people always joke with me like you, you favor light skin you love light skins and i'm like okay well i guess if you look i did it across the board but i mean if you were going to like my <laughs> my instagram reel of like my crushes and stuff it's like okay well maybe i do have a type but i think everybody has a type nothing's wrong with that um, I don't think we should pressure people when they come into the industry. Like, I, But see, what you I'm, just said is a preference is a preference. So if that was truly your preference, then we would have seen that's what you, you went with. 
But for somebody like Lil Wayne, that wasn't your preference. Well, I mean, this you, don't, is you now. don't know what it is. No, what I mean is... what they're talking about is sexual. Mm -hmm. she, they're trying to set some sexual shit up. So yeah. he's like, I need another pink one. He's not saying I need another pink one to be my wife or my whatever. No. He's saying I need another pink... So that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like, no, I get where you're coming that's from. That's what like, I'm relating if, this If to. someone, in fact, had... A, a preference for white women, for example. Mm -hmm. I say that was a thing. You're, you, I prefer to date white women. That's my thing. I'm a black man, but I prefer to date white women. Okay, fine. But keep that same energy. Like, mm -hmm. if that was your preference, then that would have been your preference before you became a superstar NBA player. Right. We would have seen your white girlfriend in high school. We would have seen your white girlfriend. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's not but I just, preference. I, I'm, I'm saying yeah. we, can't, we can't say what somebody's preference is no. or what it's not because we're not with you all the time. You know, I feel but like you should date is, who you, whoever the hell you, who want you want to. If you want light-skinned yeah. white, white women, I don't think anything is wrong with people dating no. other, other races. No. Um, but it is... Um, at the same time, the point you're coming to, I can see when people come to that because it is kind of weird. Um, somebody said something like, um, like I don't, I can't name one uh, gay couple in the media that's same that's black that's blacks. Like if you think of all the prominent like gay males, only a few of them, mm -hmm. but like your Billy Porter's, your Rapals, and um, uh, Don is Lemon, all the Porter in a relationship. Yes, they all have white husbands. Mm. <laughs> Rupaul. Uh, uh, Billy Porter, Don Lemon, Jason Collins, the, the first openly gay NBA player. Yep. I mean, you name it. The 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 first openly gay. Um, his name is Derek. Oh, Derek. I can't think of his last name, but he's the first openly gay uh, college like NCAA player. The brat got a black girlfriend. Um, Queen Latifah got a black wife. On the low, I'm just saying. Right, but it's just like, <laughs> but but these men that are like in but like what you're saying, current in the power yeah. in spotlight. There, we don't have very many of them, but I'm saying it's weird that they all have white. Mm -hmm. spouses and then it's weird like a lot of like you know the ball players think the other white life on so it's not like i'm acting like it's not a thing it is a thing it's it like you got the success and now it's like i have to get all these things that make me more palpable to the mainstream and it's so weird and the mainstream i just don't get where the, that comes from it's people and, it, and you want to be more in with the crowd you want to you got the contract now so you want to move into the sub suburbs in la yeah. so you want to move into white neighborhoods you get your black family in here it's like me and my white wife and my light-skinned kids and now we look cool and ambiguous and everybody can be our i think that's what it is i think it's, it's just, just like really sad. when you get to that lifestyle it's just like expected to come with it and yeah this girl is just one of the many girls that are waiting in the wings yeah um to just hop on the next rapper or baller and start some shit and then hopefully they can write a book because it will she never... She didn't get pregnant. She wanted to get pregnant. That was, that was goal one. She didn't get pregnant. Well, she's now she too, I think she's too old for that. But um, <laughs> See, I wasn't going to go there. But, I mean, I'm just saying, but, in your 50s, You were honey, talking about she was bruised up. I was like, her face or... Her whole body. I mean, like I said, y'all nice. go check it out for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Go to her Instagram. Comment and let us know what y'all said. Hit us like in the DMs. a middle-aged, like... PE substitute teacher. Oh, it was like, crazy because one of the blogs, um, <laughs> she posted it. One of the blogs was like, um, 50 year old soccer mom alleges that Lil Wayne. Okay, da -da -da -da. See, I'm gonna be that so she screenshot it, it and that, that Lil Wayne said, and that they quote her saying, he stopped paying my bills. So she posted it. She's like, tell me more. She was like, tell me more about this part of my life that I don't know. She's like, soccer mom, stereotype much. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what she looked like, girl. I was like, Auntie Kim when, is on it. When you described. <laughs> Uh, this whole story and you showed me the picture of her I was like yeah. so we can turn this off she's lying <laughs> right but you just never know and my thing is that you know unfortunately a lot of these men and I I, I hope for Lil Wayne's sake because we're losing a lot of our black um, our black uh, legends when it comes to music to the bullshit mm -hmm. I hope that Wayne's able to spin this or turn this around or 
you know, pay her off and let it go away because I feel like is it even a thing? I've it never is, heard of it. It just like, it people just taking came, her serious? Oh yeah, people are. It's, I feel it's, like it's the, not the gonna, blogs are catching on. It's not going to be as like an R. Kelly thing. There's no. I hope not. Like, but here's the thing: she's posting a lot of inbox messages that she's receiving from other women. So that's why I said this could be an R. Kelly thing. Because other ooh, women, ooh, ooh, other women are inboxing her like, oh, t t let me tell you my story. Oh my God, this happened to me too. I was weighing sex. And I'm like, oh shit. If this becomes a thing, because it's just in the, the baby stages right now. But this if this screams. becomes a thing, Lifetime's grabbing it, everybody, surviving Lil Wayne's coming. If this becomes a thing, <laughs> I can't say that I'm surprised because that's just how we are. But if, if the average American person doesn't see right through that and it becomes an actual thing, then I'm just like, we're totally doomed. Because well, there's a, well, there was a hell of a happening? lot in that R. Kelly documentary that was bullshit, too. But uh, we ate it up. Tons of it. But he, we ate it up. Because people love People that. love salacious You know what? Drama. Let's just go there with R. Oh, Kelly. Oh, let's not. Because I didn't want to do it. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to go there with R. Kelly because <laughs> Like I said, the whole the same way what, what you just said, what these girls are doing, is the same thing that um, Andrea Kelly's ass, his wife Woo! did. She Andrea got Kelly. with I all just, these I, women, oh, and yeah, we're did. gonna put this oh, story yeah, together. Tell your story, girl. And, and, then she and we came out up with these stories, and then when the heat came on her, she left those girls high and dry. And those girls have people didn't want to explore this because now the story is so sensationalized. It's a hot button topic, and people are media is making is a money making thing now. Oh yeah, people are getting all kinds of interviews, and now you people popping up like, oh, I was R. Kelly's sex slave in two thousand six. It's like, girl, no, you wasn't. In nineteen seventy two, I met R. Kelly. These people, right? <laughs> These people are rich and have influence, yes, and they have the ability to have like yeah. uh, thirty and forty girls. But this is why being victims. But a lot of these girls get together, put these stories together, and they see a pity at the end of it. Right. Surviving R. Kelly, a lifetime, mm. all that. That was a goal of <laughs> Andrea Kelly yep. to get money out of that man because it's you know it's no it's no uh, it's no secret that his shit's been drying up. That's and he's right. behind a lot of payments and his spousal payments and his child support. They took that man out <laughs> by putting this whole story together, yep. calling all these girls up, yep. get, synchronizing these stories and making it a big thing. That documentary was so much bullshit. Like, just get... That's what I'm saying. The real victims of this aren't getting anything out of this. No. It's the people that are smart enough to make it a, a viral thing and make Agreed. money off of it. Agreed. And that's what she's doing. She ain't getting DMs. She's texting girls trying to get the story... Of course, but the started. way she, you know, she's going to screenshot the most... Like Bill Cosby. Easy when, part of when it. Bill Cosby was going through that shit and it was like 80 women and then here comes uh, Janice Dickinson talking mm -hmm. about some... It happened to I me too. I was done with <laughs> Anything to be back in the media. It's she like, looks, okay, that happened like to you my, too. She looks like your big toe. Bro. Is that like, what she happened to you, Janice? Yeah. yeah. I mean, back in the 70s, I'm sure she was everything. Oh, but, she used to be gorgeous. But she's lying. You didn't <laughs> have no Bill Cosby story, girl. Shut up. Like... <laughs> I'm just saying. When Tiger Woods, remember when Tiger Woods? Oh, Tiger Woods yeah. went down. They and it turned from one they girl really and all of a sudden it was like 60 women. It's like, yeah. no, when you, somebody says a payday and somebody's hurt, it's easy to cash in on well, that. Well, this is why it's important for our men, black, white, yellow, whatever, black, white, green, or blue, our men in the media really have to be responsible. Tighten up. Tighten up. Because the one, even if, it's just, even if it's just one woman that you do wrong, one woman that you manipulate, one woman that you sexually touch inappropriate, whatever. Trust and believe. Once that one comes out, a whole bunch of cloud chasers about to jump on this story. So that, that's what it is. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Stay out them DMs and mind your business. When the right one comes along and y'all go on a real date, cool. But that don't. Happens. Why even go there? And this is not just for men who are rich and famous. This is men. Period. No, this is for men. Period. Men. Because... Period. Stop being inappropriate. Like it's really not that hard. Well, lay, learn what is appropriate and what. Take the time to ask the women in your life. 
what is appropriate yeah. and what isn't. The only, like, the only that's sympathy, the only way you're going to get. The only ounce of sympathy I can give a man or, or try to understand as to why these things happen is I do know that as a man, the sex, the sexual frustrations can be different and the sexual temptations can be different. Oh, so I know different. that if you are a rich and famous NBA star, there's a hundred girls chasing you after the game. I get it. And to not give in to at least one of them can be a struggle. I get it. But at what point do we grow up? At what point do we realize that that's doing us way more harm to have temporary satisfaction than to have a permanently stellar career? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, why would you give up a legendary status that you could possibly have in the game for temporary satisfaction? Mm -hmm. It's just not worth it. Because that's that it started. We get there because it starts <laughs> the same when we started at the beginning of this topic. You're talking about moms saying. Letting their boys just go uh -huh. be boys will be boys, quote unquote, and men being like, oh, men only they gotta go find themselves. They gotta go do this and all that. That's all bullshit to me. You don't go find yourself. Newsflash: Men think about sex. That's yeah. at the forefront of most men's minds. Twenty four hours a day. Your dad, your pastor, your doctor, oh, no. your granddad, your pastor. little brother, not my pastor, your friend, your cousin, whatever. <laughs> it's just a male thing. It doesn't mean that we're sitting around all the time talking about like who can right, I just jump on. Right. But men are sexual. It's, it's it's a scientific thing. Like in animals, the male species is a sexual one. It's like be fruitful and multiply, you spread your seed, whatever. It's like a an inherited thing. Realize that and manage that, but being told all this, get out of my system, let me go do all this, and then once it's out of my system, I'm gonna be mature and to settle one person. That's not gonna happen. It doesn't, work, it, that it doesn't way. work that way. Deal, realize who you are and deal with your own feelings, and then you can be honest about it, right. and then you can operate that way. But right. the way we have it set up is men gotta go find themselves, they gotta go fuck around and do all these things. I really gotta stop cursing so much. I'm just really passionate today, <laughs> but um. It's, it's your birthday week. It's my birthday week, so <laughs> bleep, bleep it all. Right. Um, but, yeah, I'm just saying, like, we encourage it, and then when we get to the point where we have the R. Kelly's and all these different things, it's just like, mm, mm, mm. Right. They weren't raised right. They weren't. It was like nobody was raised right. Some people just take it more extreme than others. Like, right. Just because your child didn't get caught having all these things. I'm, I'm willing to bet a lot more men have Me Too cases than they think because we're not taught things. Like, I'm grown, and every day I think of stuff, and I'm like, oh, wow, I feel like... Like, I watch an old TV show or old movie and hear, like, a joke or something about a woman or something right. like that. And I'm like, dang, that sounds really awful right now. But because we're being taught these things. But if you shame people, you cancel them, you just, you know, everybody comes out and you in their career, like, who's, how are you going to learn? How are you going to make, how are you going to get any better? All you're going to do is just scare the other men further back into their bullshit and nobody's learning anything. So that's my whole thing with that. Like, I think it's important for us to, the Me Too movement is real, like, Listen to the people that are telling their stories and learn what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. But we're not doing that. We're just shame, 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 shame. And the real victims are getting buried and men are still being trashed and nothing's changing. Unfortunately. And we're going to wrap that up and we'll be right back right after this, guys. Boop. So for the reason that some of you are here... So first of all, welcome to the Off Black Podcast. If this is your first time listening, I hope that we've entertained you thoroughly thus far. <laughs> but we do want to get into our giveaway. I'm so excited about this. Aren't you excited? So we know that, you know, COVID-19 is affecting us in many ways. And a lot of us, it's financial. And we just want to give back in a, a little way that we can just to, you know, show you guys how much we appreciate all the positive feedback, 
um, for our listeners that are loyal and listening every week. Thank you um, for all of our followers that we've got. We're almost at 100 on social media, and this is only our fifth episode, so we're super excited. Um, I think our Facebook page is at like what 180 or one mm-hmm. almost, almost at two. Almost at two, and our Instagram is almost at one. So, you know, we're thankful for the organic. We got some growth. viral tweets going on Twitter. Come on, viral tweets. Make sure you guys are following our Twitter as well. We get it popping on Twitter as well. So, anyway, aside from all that, um, if you're looking for the key phrase, the key phrase is listen now, okay? The key phrase is pay it forward okay so dm us the key phrase to win the 100 visa gift card that's cold hard cash dm us on instagram um the words pay it forward as the key phrase to enter into the contest now what else do you need to do you need to be following all of our social media platforms so that's twitter instagram facebook and be sure to comment on our instagram and tag someone that you feel could benefit from this as well okay so again pay it forward is the key phrase and we'll be right back So are you a music artist looking to expand your reach? Many artists don't know where to begin when trying to get their music played on the radio. WXSJ 97.3 is Miami's new number one hit station. They provide an exclusive opportunity for radio airplay through their network of radio stations worldwide. Social media promotion packages are available as well. So if you're an artist who's ready to take their career to the next level, head over to WXSJ97.3.com for more information and we'll see you at the top. Hey guys, welcome back. So, Don, what you got for offbeat for us today? Well, I got a little something, something. Let me see. So, I worked really hard on this, guys. So, bear with me. I'm trying. He really to make did. It, like, no short. BS. He really, really did. <laughs> well, I'm expanding. Um, <laughs> just a spoiler. I'm expanding the offbeat segment, guys, into a full blog. Um, so we're gonna have that on all our our pages, and as well as it's gonna be on the WXSJ97.3 page, mm-hmm. the radio station that we are associated with. So. More information on that, but this one and from here going forward, we're going to post them each week as a full blog. So you can read like the whole um, backstory because I do a lot of work on these things and I don't, I can't really express all of it in like five minutes. So look out for that. But this week um, for the B spot, we're going to do a quick highlight for um, the baby's new single featuring Ashanti and Megan Thee Stallion. Um, we posted about it on our Instagram this week, and um, that was my first time hearing it once we, you know, came across it. And I really like it. It's the new song. It samples Ashanti's song, Baby. And anything with Ashanti, and I'm going to support, obviously, because she's an OG. And then, right. you know, we live for Megan Thee Stallion, don't we? Like, of course, she's, you know. Most of anything the time. she's Most of the time. Yeah. Um, so far, so good. Yeah, I love Until it. Until she says something crazy, then I got to be like, all right. So, so, so far, far, she's been hanging in there with the girls. So far, she's good. She can sit with us. But mm-hmm. anyway, so yeah, check that out, guys. Again, we posted on our Instagram. It's our Facebook and Twitter also. So check that out. It's out now. Um, the baby, I'm not jumping up and down for him. Um, I think he's a good, you know, he's a good rapper. I like he has, him. He has a couple of good songs. Um, it's, um, it's hard to, like, break me with new rap. Like, you got to really, really, like, wow me. So um, I'm not jumping up and down for most of his stuff. But this song was pretty cool. I like the little, you know, tongue-in-cheek. The song was sampled, Baby, and he's the baby, and it's nostalgic, and so I wasn't mad at it. So shout out to them, that's the B-spot for this week. But that inspired this week's story time, because I was like, man, Ashanti's on there. And I bet a lot of the new kids don't even know, like, Ashanti's story, what happened to her. 
she's kind of the butt of a lot of jokes. Like, she falls into like the Keisha Coles and like, you know, all the, the, the Carrie Hilsons and all the jokes about, oh, what happened to them? Blah, blah, blah. But Ashanti, I feel like, kind of got a bad rap and it's not really fair, like, how people kind of view her. So just to give you a quick backstory on Ashanti, um, people just know her as like a 2000s R&B chick that came and went and that's pretty much where they leave it. But um, she's actually a really prolific songwriter. She's written a lot of songs and had a lot of hits as a songwriter. Um, she came on the scene, like I said, 2000s, like 2001 was when we first heard of her. She was on this song with Ja Rule, Always On Time. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest song of 2001. Not me saying that on Billboard. That was the biggest song of the year. Um, she was on that. And then the second song she was on was, uh, What's Love with Fat Joe. And those were her first kind of classics. debuts. Classics. And they were, those were big that year. And she was on there. They had another song with um, her and Ja Rule and I think maybe Ludacris? I'm not sure. But it was called Wonderful. And she had a bunch of, like, hooks that she sang. And so she was, like, the new hook girl. Like, who's that girl? Whatever. And so the scene was, like, set perfect for her. And then she debuted with her debut album. We all know how it went. 2002, she came out with her debut album. It was called Ashanti. It went straight to number one. And her first single was Foolish. Uh, we love Foolish. I feel like that's probably, like, her signature song. Um, it sampled Notorious B.I.G. And interestingly enough, I want to pull over here because DaBaby and uh, Ashanti and Megan Stallion on their collaboration samples Ashanti's song Baby. But I feel like it's a very like heavy handed sample. It's like obvious slaps you over the face. It's like, oh, I get it. It's the baby. And the song was called Baby and whatever. Um, Ashanti's debut song, um, Foolish, it samples Notorious B.I.G.'s One More Chance. And that sample has been sampled a million times. But on hers, it sounds perfect. It sounds like it's meant for the song. It's fresh. It's current. But at the same time, it's still, like, nostalgic, like the Biggie record. So, anyway, that's how you, you know, like, really do a sample. Not just take it and just slap it onto your song. Like, make it work with the song. But it's an artistic thing. You know, it's <laughs> a bone to pick that I have. But anywho. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, she was slaying the game. 2001, 2002, she was out killing it. And Murder, Inc. was pretty much just, like, on the rise. They, they had a really good run. Um, ja Rule was, like, their, you know, killing it. He was the king of the label. Ashanti was, like, the first lady. Um, they had Vita, Charlie Baltimore. Yeah. Um, we love Charlie. Um, that was such a vibe. Yeah, they had a, yeah. they they kind of fashioned their whole label like they were like the mob and they, they had this whole dope. like god you know, Godfather Goodfellas kind of like thing and it worked. It worked in the media. It looked like the other songs kind of tied into it. I loved Murder Inc. God, I love um, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't love us back. No, right, <laughs> art started imitating life and that kind of mob mentality they were putting out there kind of caught up with them. Um, yeah. But before we get there, yeah. Uh, ja Rule, Ashanti, they were killing Ashanti had like, you know, three or four fire hits straight out the gate um, off the album. Then 2003 came is when her second album hit. And it was called um, Chapter 2. She had to rock with mm. you. Oh, baby. We remember that song. Yeah. Uh, and that's when it started getting kind of weird. Give us um, more, Don. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot more. <laughs> so it started getting kind of weird. Um, in 2003, that same year, people don't know this, but Murder, Inc. actually had their offices like ransacked. They basically were um, all the allegations they were accused of money laundering, yeah. um, distributing drug money, mm. and basically their whole label was built off of um, drug money. Yeah, right. they were, so the feds busted in their offices. They were attached to Def Jam, so it was really Def Jam's offices. Um, they stormed them, basically shut the whole label down, and that affected everybody on the label. So Chapter 2 came out, the album wasn't bad, but it didn't do well because 
they couldn't really promote it the way they wanted to promote it because of all the legal troubles they were in. And then Def Jam got wind of that. And as soon as their contract was up, they were like, Snip, you guys got to go. We don't want that bad, you know, the bad press over here. So right. Murder Inc. was just kind of out there doing what they could. And to that, <laughs> 50 Cent debuts in 2003. And he came out and he was, you know, had us in the club. And we were <laughs> wangsta, all the hits that we loved back then. And he came out and he had a big push. He had Dr. Dre and then behind him. And he went for Murder Inc. straight out the gate. Like he had beef with Ja Rule. Uh, he had beef with Irv Gotti. And because Murder Inc. was starting to suffer a little bit and 50 Cent was coming up and he they couldn't really strike back. They couldn't release any disc records. They didn't really have the, the capital to like hit back at 50 like that. And so the whole public just thought, oh, well, 50 Cent won. Ja Rule's over. He's whack. We love 50 now. Here we are. Damn. And that kind of just like started the sinking of the whole label. So the label eventually sunk. Um, Ashanti hung in there as long as she could. And I think 2008 was the last album she did with them. And then she went independent. So she's been independent since then. She's been still writing, um, still touring. And she was just on the Millennium Tour. And she's apparently working on her seventh album. So I guess she's like working her way back into like the mainstream. But um, yeah, between the 50 Cent thing... Murder Inks, you know, obviously getting raided. All that stuff was out of her control because 50 Cent came for her as well. Like, he was dissing her in songs and going to interviews and talking about her and just making her, you know, spreading rumors. She took a big hit from that. Um, and then you add in all the new competition. Beyonce came on the scene in 03 solo. That changed the game. Shut it down. She shut it down. We'll get into that in a whole other conversation because that is a rabbit hole as well. But, like, a lot of things happened all in 03 that were pretty much out of her control that ended up, like, derailing her career. Um, I also had a tidbit about J-Lo in here that I think I might just omit because I don't want to go. I'm going to do a whole episode about J-Lo and, like, her problematic past. I don't know, but that, the, the, um, the voice thing, I think we should, we should definitely go over. But, just I mean, briefly. uh, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's no secret that Ashanti's been vocal about it now. Like, she has she had has. songs literally <laughs> taken right from underneath her, so... I think that she could have weathered the storm a little bit with all the drama that was going on. She had some stronger material. I agree. And some of the biggest records that came out back then went to other artists, um, notably Jennifer Lopez. So, Ain't It Funny, the remix, that's a song that J-Lo put out. It went number one. She had this album called J to the L-O, and it was like a remix album of all her songs. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Ain't It Funny, the regular song, was um, a pop, you know, kind of Spanish vibe song. Uh, It was a great song. I loved it, but it wasn't really a big hit. But uh, once they tried to make, you know, Jayla more palpable to the urban market and get her over on the R&B side, they turned to Murder, Inc. Like, hey, help us out. Give us some songs, whatever. So Ashanti wrote Ain't It Funny and sang it. She sang the verses. Yeah. She sang the hook. That is her voice. She She's recorded still the demo. on it to this day. The demo she recorded is basically the song. Jayla went in and did some ad-libs over her voice, and that's it. So mm-hmm. that song went to number one. Ripped out of Ashanti's hands. I'm sure she gets, you know, money for penny yeah. it, but... It's not to her credit. And no. then um, I'm Real was another song. Yep. The I'm Real remix mm-hmm. um, was also a song that Ashanti uh, wrote. And, won, mm-hmm. and that was going to be her song. And they took the song and gave it to uh, Jennifer Lopez because they wanted to, you know, make her more appeal, you know, appealing to the urban market and get her on, you know, on the R&B side. So I just feel like Ashanti just kind of got a bad rep. Things were happening left and right. But she is a force. She is an amazing uh, writer, she is respected in the industry mm-hmm. um, by her peers, and I just want to see the best for her. I'm hoping things get better for her going down the line. I'm looking forward to the seventh album, but yeah, like what are some of your like? I know you were rocking with Ashanti back in the day, like I was. Like, oh, I mean, for sure. Um, what are some of your like favorite Ashanti songs? I think my favorite Ashanti song is "Rain on Me." 
Mm-hmm. And chapter two, chapter yeah, and of course, <laughs> foolish and the unfoolish, the remix. Mm-hmm. Of course, those are the classics. Yeah. I love all of her collaborations with Ja Rule. I mean, those are classics. Like they'll just literally never get old. You can play them with your homegirls right now, be drunk and sing every, every single lit. line, just like if it were a Whitney song. So mm-hmm. she's on that level as far as the classics go. It's just unfortunate that at this point in her career. Um, she's just kind of relying on those classics to make money, just like the song with the baby. It's just a, a remake of Baby, mm-hmm. um, another one of her hit songs. So I would love to see her crank out a hit. Like yeah. that's what we're kind of, you know, all of us are standing her. Like we love Ashanti. Mm-hmm. She hasn't done anything wrong in our eyes. Um, like even when Fifty Cent came for her, she was still super classy about it, which just mm-hmm. showed that she's a lady. Like she's really not. Yeah. On that. Yeah. Um, all she really she wanted was no, all she wanted was an apology. He apologized. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she necessarily accepted the apology, yeah. but he did apologize because he he just realized that he fucked up. She's a lady. So and, uh, she didn't really accept it, I think, because the damage had been done at that point. By the time he apologized, like yeah. it's over uh, with with media in America, it's a twenty four hour news cycle. Like it's so quick. If you shit on somebody and her and it's like big news and everybody's just like, dang. If you apologize the next day, then that'll be a story too. But if you apologize years later, people are going to be like, oh, well, who cares? The damage is done now. Right. <laughs> I've already lost bags behind this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she, mm. but yes, I agree with your choices. I love Rain On Me. Yeah. Um, I love Foolish and I love Unfoolish. Um, I don't know which between the two of those, which one I like more. I listen to both of them, but. I think I like Unfoolish more just because it's got that Biggie beat. That and we love Biggie, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it has his whole verse on it, too. So it's like... Yeah, and I it's like got his whole verse on it. That's right. Yeah, so anyway, Ashanti, All Black is here for you, girl. <laughs> We're still rocking with you. We stand um, a comeback queen. We do. Again. And I don't want to make this a justice for it because I don't, think, I don't think that... Like, my justice for her categories are people who I feel like are underrated or just unsung and people don't really know. I think that she got, like... Pretty famous. Like, she was popping. You know, she had a, a great year. She set some records we don't know about. The records that are still set to this day with, like, the hits she had and things that she did on the Billboard charts. So, I think she had a good run. I just always sit back and wonder, like, man, what would have happened if this would have yeah. changed or that would have happened? So, I want the new kids to know, like, you know, this is not some new artist on the record with the baby. Like, y'all always try when it's, like, an, an older artist on a new person's song. It's like, oh, who's this new person? Remember when Missy came out of... Uh, on a Super Bowl with Katy Perry. Oh, dear God. And everybody was tweeting like, oh, it's this new artist. She's dope. It's like, <gasps> Shut what? up. I didn't see that. that. A, I remember in real time watching it and being on Twitter and in real time it trending like, who was this new artist or whatever. Oh. And it was like, that's fucking Missy Elliott. How dare you? OMG. But anyway. Respect. So that's story time this week, guys. No, um, Missy Elliott is GOAT, period. Missy Elliott is GOAT. Yeah. Um, but again, follow Ashanti, listen to her music, <laughs> um, and check out the new single with the baby and Megan the Stallion, and let us know how you feel about it. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, this episode is also brought to you in part by Sean Michael Co. Sean Michael Co. has a goal to create clothing for every situation in life while also striving to provide the most comfortable experience ever. So head on over right now to SeanMichaelCo.com. That's S-H-A-N MichaelCo.com. And use my promo code DONB to get $5 off your total purchase. You're welcome. Hey guys, we are back. Thank you guys for tuning back in. We're going to slide into our off-color topic this week. Yeah, so 
Um, we went live on Facebook and we asked our um, followers, what do they think about marijuana versus alcohol? As you know, 420 just went by. Um, so it was just, a, you know, a good time to go on and talk about our favorite homegirl, Mary Jane. So mm -hmm. I don't know what you guys think. You know, I think prohibition, you know, when they tried to do it back in the day, it didn't work out so well to, you know, make alcohol illegal. Um, alcohol is impairing. Alcohol does cause a, a shit ton of lives every year due to not just car accidents, but just people overdoing it, killing themselves. You know, you're having your, your liver affected and getting all kinds of illnesses from too much um, alcohol consumption. So, yes, we know that alcohol is bad for your health, bad for society, bad to drink while you're driving. We know all those things. However, it's still legalized because to make it illegal is just way too difficult and you get too many bootleggers and it all just becomes a clusterfuck. So, mm -hmm. as far as weed or marijuana goes... How do you feel, Don? Legal, not legal. And I mean medicinal and recreational. Um, well, I think medicinal is like a no-brainer. Like there's way too many, you know, good like, qualities to it right. for it to not be like uh, legal from Agreed. the medical side. Um, recreational, I think it should be. Um, uh, just because, I mean, I think it should be like obviously regulated, but I don't think if we're doing the comparison of alcohol versus weed, mm -hmm. um, it's not the same at all. I think no. if I woke up and took a shot of vodka every single day um, for the next 20 years, over time, that will probably affect me some kind of way. If I smoked a joint for 20 years every single day, um, I'm nothing's going to be any different. Like You'll be fine. Like it's the, the, the chemicals in both parts are not affect your body different. Like alcohol slowly deteriorates your body over years. You can look at somebody mm -hmm. and tell they've been drinking for a long time. Even if they're not an alcoholic, like they can just be a, a casual drinker that's been drinking for years and years. You can see the eyes start yellowing. You're, you're dehydrated. It's just not good for your body. Mm -hmm. um, when marijuana has way more positives for your body than negatives. Um, obviously, people are idiots. So anybody can get high and go out and do something silly. But... People are going to get high regardless. People smoke crack and get behind the wheel. People people that are going to misbehave and, you know, abuse things are going to abuse whatever they want. Agreed. So I think that for the people that have some sense, <laughs> the rest of us, like, uh, legalize it. It could work wonders for the economy. Like, it's boosted Colorado's economy so much when they, because they were the first state to legalize. And they, Shout out Colorado. Yeah. It wasn't so cold. I've been living there. Um, just for that reason alone, but <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, it could, we have so many, um, economic issues right now. Like it could help. And there's really, really no downside to doing it at all. Like at all to me, I feel like we can only kind of go up from there with it. Like yeah. that's all. I mean, for me, I agree that medicinally, um, I have seen so many cases and read so many reviews on how it's helped, you know, people dealing with epileptic seizures. I myself used to suffer from epileptic seizures. Um, so I totally, you know, understand that plight if, you know, the CBD oil that they're giving these people is helping them, even if, you know, it is just medical marijuana itself and it's helping you. I'm totally for that because anything that's, you know, um, all natural and it's a way to supplement taking, you know, some man-made, uh, chemicals in a lab somewhere, then yeah, you know, I'm all for that. That's going to help you and it's natural. Why the hell not? Um, I do, however, think that um you know like we were saying on facebook and by by the way guys tune into our facebook lives but i feel like we give weed a little too much credit sometimes just to justify why we love it you know so you know i don't think weed is out here curing aids i don't think weed is out here curing all cancers i'm sorry i, I just don't believe that 
um, only because, like I said before, you know, marijuana has been around before we have, you know, and yet people who smoke it every day or do it every day are still getting cancer, you know. So I can't say that, you know, it's the end all cure all, but I do think there are very specific things that we Absolutely. does help yeah. health wise. Yeah, I do think that we does help a lot health wise. And if physicians or scientists or doctors or laboratories are finding ways to cure certain things or to help someone, um, you know, to ensure that their quality of life is better, then yeah, I do that. Um, but as far as like smoking marijuana, smoking weed, I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't affect your lungs because it will, especially if you're going to use a tobacco, you know, mm -hmm. roller to do it. So you, you know, if you're going to ingest, take, take marijuana, if you're going to smoke it, just be smart about it. Don't think that smoking this every day is somehow healthy because it's not in comparison to like a cigarette. Of course, it's 110% healthier because again, it's natural versus something that was made in a lab or a factory. So yeah. If you're going to choose one over the other, mm -hmm. go for the marijuana. But again, if you're going to smoke it inside a tobacco plant that was, again, made in a factory, then you're shooting yourself in the foot. Right. But you know? there's other ways now, too. Yeah, there's people, a hundred ways to do it. People have edibles. Yeah. Like, there's but I'm just, I'm just talking about that. Like, if you're yeah. just going to use a blunt Smoking rack, anything yeah. is, yeah, that's, yeah, it's there's, not very there's smart. There's a detriment to that. Yeah. Like, that's just what that is. But um, just on a personal standpoint, I... Uh, and this is outside of that. I yeah. feel like smoking weed uh, actually probably saved my life in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Because I was a big part of here when I was younger. And now that I'm older, again, going to therapy and going to like like identifying my mental health. We're gonna we're gonna stuff. name that the the title for this. Smoking weed saved my life. <laughs> therapy. <laughs> smoking weed saved my life. <laughs> Um, but seriously, but being in therapy has let me know, like, cause I used to have taboo things around weed as mm -hmm. well because of how I grew up in my family. Um, it's like this whole, like, like smoking weed is just this big, horrible thing when like literally everybody does it. Um, it's nowhere on the same level as like the other drugs, Right. <laughs> but we try to act like, that it, act like it Do is. Do you think and marijuana so, is the gateway drug that people try to like make no, it out to be? No. And yeah. this is why, because I did all the fun stuff. Like I was... When I was younger, I was in college, I played, uh, I played saxophone, mm -hmm. and I played in, like, different bands, and it was very sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle. Like, we were partying, having a good time, and just doing whatever, like, whatever what you do when you do want it, when you're a rock star on stage and partying and stuff. It was a great time, um, but I think I had a lot of issues I was, I was bawling, I was, like, expressing through, like, drugs and alcohol and partying and all that stuff. I was dealing with my stuff through that. Um, once I moved to Indiana and kind of got out of that lifestyle and got back in school and started working things, then it just became like, I just kind of fell to smoking weed because it was like way more chill. I wasn't, you know, going out, doing things crazy, partying to the end while I was in all hours of the night, I was smoking, doing my homework and staying my ass in the house and watching, you know, my shows or whatever, just chilled me out. And I feel like it kind of slowed me down a lot when I was drinking and partying and, you know, doing what you do when you're in college and running around, like that's dangerous behavior getting drunk and dumping it behind a wheel and driving off, going to a club every single night and partying and drinking until you black out. Like, that stuff is so much fun when you're doing it, but it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. you, you know what you do when you smoke too much weed? You fall asleep. <laughs> you eat a whole bag of Cheetos. You get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and make cookies like I do. Like, it's not put, you're not putting your life at risk as much with those kind of decisions. It's, it's a, the, for me, that's why I say, like, when I got heavy into smoking and kind of let everything else kind of go, and I still like a little party here and there. But it's very few and far between and very rare. Um, but yeah, I just feel like that kind of that helped me personally. That's I good especially though. you have people like me that have anxiety and depression that's undiagnosed and other mental ailments. 
that you don't diagnose. You don't know you have it, but you're partying every single night and you're going out and clubbing all that stuff. That's not normal behavior. You're running away from something. You're trying to mask something. And those are undealt with issues. So like, as I got older and started dealing with stuff, um, my therapist was the one that was just like, I don't see anything wrong with you smoking. Like, it seems like it's not impairing you any kind of way. It's not stopping. It seems like it's kind of keeping you calm. And it, say, it kept me going until I had to get on, like, you know, so I wasn't having to take, you know, prescription pills and things to get my moods together. Like, for me, <laughs> I get up in the morning, I'll get I'll pack me a little bowl and give me a good hit. And that just gets me fresh for the day. And I go out and I'm good. I'm not going to smoke a rip a bowl, I mean, a whole blunt and then go to a job interview, obviously. But it keeps my nerves calm. It keeps me in a good mood. Um, so I'm not walking in and rolling my eyes at you. Or you say, right. something, you say something silly to me and I, I snap back. Like, it, it. people like me, I have, I'm very moody. I have my own issues that I'm working through. And it just keeps me at an even keel all day long. So people always say, like, I didn't know you smoked. I didn't know you did that. You didn't know that. It's like, I smoked before I got here. <laughs> because I'm not ignorant i'm not gonna show up somewhere reeking right. of weed my eyes are red i can't do my job i can't smart. function i can't whatever i do enough personally it's like taking medicine it's like getting taking a pill in the morning like I'm that's how i view smoking weed I don't, I don't do it recklessly or ignorantly and some people do so those people make it bad for all of us but a lot of people need weed just to get through the day it's yeah. not about just which oh, is, I wanna you know going it's into health. the whole legalization aspect of it which is why i always kind of feel like i'm on the fence like in a perfect world weed will be legal in a perfect world but i just feel like there's just so much out there that's legal already that we're impairing ourselves with that i feel like legalizing this to the masses it's 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 a double-edged sword like i would love for it to be legal because then you there will be that stigma would not be on it anymore for people like yourself who use it responsibly there's no stigma you know mm -hmm. But now there's a stigma because it's like, oh, it's illegal and you're doing illegal drugs and it makes you feel like you're doing something bad mm -hmm. when in reality it's not, you know, it's really not. But, it's really nothing, and I feel like yeah, it's but, a way of people that do but the, have, But there is a stigma attached to it. Because people like to point the finger at right. thing and feel like they're above somebody for something. So mm -hmm. you smoke weed, you're this kind of person, you're that. The Humans are always looking for ways to look down on people and be above somebody in some mm -hmm. kind of way. So that's and, what it's really and, you know, For so to. many reasons, you know, just like statistics, statistically, you know, black people are incarcerated more for marijuana related crimes which is just any sort of possession any mm -hmm. sort of it could be a gram it could be a blunt it could be a, a dime bag i mean the smallest amount um although on average it's pretty split right down the middle on who actually uses weed white black other um neither um demographic uses it quote more than the other so it's kind of sad you know that all this money is being wasted on these petty crimes when this could be going, this time and energy that these law enforcement officers are wasting could be put to some better use. Exactly. Um, but as far as like legalizing it to everyone, I'm just on the fence about it recreationally, medicinally, 100%. Recreationally, I just don't know. I mean, I would love to see it, um, but I just feel like for, I mean, I feel like we are go headed that way. Either way it goes, mm -hmm. my opinion is kind of irrelevant, but I just, yeah, I It's hope, legal in several states. Yeah, it's legal in several states. So I think eventually as time goes on, it will be. I just hope that everyone is being um, responsible. You know, I have a friend of mine that went to Colorado to the mountains just for that specific reason. Mm -hmm. And the, the tickets were super cheap. But my friend was saying that they had done like some edibles or, you know, that they had bought there and that, um, I'm not going to say if it was a he or she, just my friend, mm -hmm. um, that they were out, like stuck. Like, thank God that my friend is halfway, a, you know, decent person and didn't do anything crazy. But um, they were saying that, 
they were laid out, like just taking that edible from the store. And I'm like, that makes me nervous. You know, that just you telling me like you were just done for, like, you know, because you're in a new place. You know, you're with some friends, but anything, if you really feel like you're out like that, mm -hmm. if you, cause you're not a smoker, you're not someone that takes weed on a, right. so your um, tolerance is not as high. It's just like me, if I just drunk a shot, I'm, some people who don't drink would get immediately drunk. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to build that tolerance and it's the same goals for marijuana. And I feel like that's the part that kind of makes me nervous for people is that if you're just do, like, you're doing this for fun versus mm -hmm. doing it because it's something that helps you. It becomes a problem because it's your first time. You can be out and something mm -hmm. could happen to you or you could harm yourself or go drive and be a hot mess behind the wheel. Yeah. So all of that, I feel like, does play a factor into why I feel it may not need to be legalized because people just don't know how to act. But do you think that if it's legal, then more people will do it? Because I think if you're a weed smoker, you're going to smoke your weed. I don't think any average weed smoker cares about weed laws. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's going to... But the difference is, the, like, like, how alcohol, usage. for example, like, if a teenager wants to drink alcohol, sometimes they can get an adult to go and buy it for them. Easily. Easily. I've been drinking since I was 13. Right, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> It was never So now, before, where it might have been harder for, like, the suburban kid to go... Or the average kid that doesn't really know any cool kids that have weed or you don't know where to find it. Now you can maybe go get your older brother. Can you give me some weed out the store? You know, like now you can. Yeah, do that. I mean, that's what people do. That's, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I feel like people that are abusive are going to abuse regardless of the parameters you put in front of them. Yeah. Like, whether it's legal or not, like if you're an abusive person, if you're going to be silly with the weed and, and do it ridiculous, you're going to do it whether it's legal or it's not legal. You're going to get it and you're going to act up on it. Right. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I just, it's tough. I feel like there's a few bad apples out there to make it look bad for everybody. And it's just like, I know people that use weed to function. Like, there's people that use alcohol to function. Oh, I definitely know people and that use it to function. Like, sure. I use weed to function. Like, there's a lot of things that if I don't have, if I haven't smoked and I have to go do something, it's like, I'm not going to that because I don't want, I already don't want to go somewhere I probably need to go, but I'm not in the mood. My, my, my moods are up, up and down. I'm not regulated. Like it's, it's a real chemical imbalance. Like I'm not ashamed to admit mm -hmm. that at all. Um, so here's my most, question. I feel a lot of people are like do that. Do you, devil's advocate, do you think that's because weed is helping you or do you think that's because now you just become dependent? I think it's helped me. <laughs> I think it's, it's truly helped me because... And you, you can't, it's, and that's another thing too. I don't think you can't become dependent and you can't be addicted to weed. Like, well, people say that, but then there's people who feel like they can't go a day without smoking. So it's I like, can, uh, but I can say that, but mm -hmm. I can go, uh, you can, I have listened. When I say I've done a lot of things, I've done several things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> weed, if you don't want to smoke weed anymore, you just don't smoke weed. There's no, it's like, Ugh. it's not like, like nicotine tobacco where there's like a craving in there. It's like, you might, Man, I wish I could smoke right now. But there's nobody. There's no withdrawals from quitting like there is with alcohol or crack cocaine or methamphetamine. So literally any other drug. Mm -hmm. There's no withdrawals with weed. You are, yeah, you might be annoyed. You might be moody. Like I said, I say that because I now I've, I go to therapy. I'm on a, a medication regimen. I have my stuff in place. But for many years, I didn't have that. And I didn't know what was going, what was wrong with me. And it kept me even killed. Nice. And uh, most people, I feel like, do that. People, people that are truly smokers that smoke every single day. And it's a part of their life. Like, it's not some, like, hush-hush thing where they're laying around right. all day, like, ignoring their responsibilities. They get up Agreed. and they go into their corporate jobs and they do what they got to do. Their lives, but yeah. it is a regulator. It helps calm you down. Like, okay. but I feel like if you're going to be an abusive person and just be reckless, you do that with anything. You'll do it with alcohol. You'll do it with Benadryl, <laughs> over-the-counter okay. medicines. Like, everything needs to be monitored. So, I think we can't trust people 
to do what we think they're going to do. It's like, let people kind of do their own thing. You take an edible and you're just out there on your ass, like, I'm going to hope that you're okay, but it's not the government's responsibility. You ate it. Same way if I take these shots to get behind the wheel, I drink it. I can't be like, you gave me all this. But it is what it is. So I don't know. I think we're on the way to it already. I know it's medicinal is legal here in Florida, but the legal side for like recreation, I don't know. Yeah, you see little CBD places popping up everywhere now. Yeah, and I I have friends that have the medical card, and I have thought about getting a medical card, but it's really expensive to like get started up. But I've been thinking about getting it just because. Just to make yourself feel better. Like, well, A, it's even, legal. Yeah. And it feels good to be like, well, I have a medical card. And then mm-hmm. B, you can go in there and because, like I said, I do use it to function. You can go in there and be like, hey, this is what I have issues with. I have issues with attention. Uh, I can't sleep. Or I sleep too much. They have so many different weeds engineered for exactly what you need. Nice. It's like going to like a, a pharmacy. So you go there, you can get exactly the strain you need and go. And it's regulated. You can't buy too much. You can only buy a certain amount each time. And that's kind of how it works. So... As long as they keep regulated, I think it'll be fine. But y'all can do what y'all want to do. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Okay, guys, let's take a break and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, this week's episode is also brought to you in part by Valentino's Floral. Designer Brandon Williams brings an unparalleled vision and artistry to the world of floral design. Whether you need a beautiful bouquet for your loved one or flowers and decor for your wedding or event, visit ValentinosFloral.com and together you can create something extraordinary. You're welcome. Hey guys, I want to go ahead and go into our off-brand brand spotlight of the week. And this week goes out to Mother Africa Cosmetics. You can find them on Instagram at mother underscore Africa underscore cosmetics. They are a luxury beauty brand. Um, She is selling right now mostly eyeshadow palettes and lippies. So it's lip glosses, lipsticks, and all liquid. From what I can see, they do have a wide range of products. Um, the colors are super pigmented, really, really pigmented, really pretty. I see that they have sheer eyeshadows as well as matte. They're also coming out with a line of beauty blenders. So I can't wait to try their products. I hope that you guys hit them up. Again, it's a black-owned brand, so definitely support the indie brands. Mother underscore Africa underscore cosmetics. And you heard it here first. Woo-woo. All right, guys, we are back, and we're going to go into our final thoughts for this week. Um, just kind of wrap it up with everything that, you know, we want to get off our chest and just our thoughts on what we talked about today. But really, I don't have a lot to say. Um, just, it's my, it was my birthday week, so forgive me, guys. Like I said, Are you still feeling the effects of the birthday week? I'm still recovering. <laughs> uh, so, and just so you guys know, it's a one-two punch. Like, we have 420, and then it's 421 is my birthday, so... <laughs> Listen, I'm doing the best I can. It's it's happy holidays. I did. Happy holidays. And just so you guys know, I'm professional um, podcaster. <laughs> I did all my work last weekend. My offbeat segment. I did every, the blog. I did everything on Saturday because I knew this week was going to be. I was going to be in outer space. Good job. Good job. I still a little bit am, but um, (laughs) I think right now what my big thing is, is I want to just kind of live in the moment. Um, I don't want to take away from like what's going on with COVID and everything because not everybody's been having a great moment right now. (laughs) Right. But um, what's been kind of keeping me sane is like living this very moment, like today, not six months from now, not next month, not next week. Today, it's like, okay, today, this week, it's my birthday week. I got good food. My friends and family are mm-hmm. calling me. 
my bills for now, the ones that came paid are paid. The ones that can't be paid, they know what's up because of what's going on. Like, I've been, a lot of times we can miss what's happening at the moment because we just spiral with what's happening. Like, what's going to happen? Oh, man, is this going to come? Is that going to come? When are we going to get back to our jobs? And it's just like, you know what? It's a lot. Right now, I'm at home. I was so burning candle at both ends for the past two years and just so tired and just like not enjoying life because I was just trying to prove a point and get this career going. So I was just running from event to event to event and job to job and just always working and never never doing anything or going taking time for myself. And so I was like, now I have time to be with myself and, you know, be still and get some rest and work on my creative projects and just live in that. So I'm just trying to just like be happy for right now and just take each day as it comes. So that's what I said to everybody else. Like, I know it's really scary right now. Do not just be bogged down with what could come, what might come, what might happen. Like, What's happening today? How was today? Right. <laughs> did you have a good? Did you have a good lunch? Did you have mm-hmm. like? Let's make each day as the positive. best we can, yeah. and then go from there. Obviously, we have to plan for the future, but it can become really dark and scary if we just let our minds run away with us. So, Agreed. like I said last week, your mind will break you before your body does. Like, let's just do our best to just um, be happy, get your responsibilities done, do what yep. you got to do. But if you need to take a break. If you want to go, you know, take an hour and go watch your favorite TV show. Take an hour and go take a walk somewhere. Like, separate yourself from your environment if it's getting to be too much. But be happy for where you are now. And then mm-hmm. just wait for what's going to come. But Agreed. That's the only way you're going to be happy. Yes, Working sir. on it. Not there yet, but <laughs> come with me. We'll get there. Eventually. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, for me, uh, kind of the same. I just want to... Uh, make sure that I reiterate, guys, the keyword, um, the past, what is it? What, what, what were we talking about? The keyword, right? Yeah. The keyword, that, or the key, key phrase. phrase. Hello. Get it together, Kayla. The key phrase is pay it forward. And it's a $100 Visa gift card, guys. So remember, pay it forward. Send it to our DMs. Also, be sure to follow us on all of our platforms. That's Facebook. Instagram and Twitter and be sure on Instagram to tag someone that you feel could use an extra hundred dollars right now For some might feel like oh hundred dollars isn't much trust and believe if you've ever been broke five dollars is a lot So yeah, right now people are really going through it And if you could share this with people that you know and love or someone that you know could use some extra groceries in their home Or some gas in their car make sure that they get this contest, you know um, make sure that you tell them to listen out for the um, key phrase because we're definitely wanting to make sure that this goes into the hands of someone that could definitely help them out. That's our prayer. You know, it is a total random thing. Um, and maybe we'll even select a winner on live, you know, just for, you know, fun or whatever. You know, throw all the names in a bowl just so you guys know that it is random. Um, but either way, make sure that we're loving each other right now. Make sure that, again, we're looking out for those less fortunate. If you know someone in your neighborhood or someone near you, make sure that you're helping them out at these times. So peace and love from us, and you guys have an amazing week. What? Did you want to say something? I have, have a few more things. Oh, Don has a few more things? <laughs> well, that was very well said. So <laughs> thank you for that outro. Nice. Um, a couple of things, guys. Like, um, subscribe and rate the podcast so wherever you listen to us it's great if you listen to it but if you're not subscribed to you can listen to it without subscribing but it looks good if we have more subscribers that means you get notified when we drop a podcast or whatever so make sure you subscribe it if you're on apple if you're on spotify and then rate it also there's a five-star rating system mm-hmm. you can leave a review you can leave a rating it's about what you like if you don't want to write a review i know this can be annoying sometimes it'll just you know, click that five star on there and give us a good rating yes. because those look good to sponsors and then our show <laughs> will only get bigger and better from there. So we want to just give you the best show we can possible and we want everybody to, you know, 
give it a hit oh, yeah. for it to reach like, out. So. share, subscribe, like. rate, all that good stuff. And literally all that stuff only takes you two minutes. Two seconds. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you, get, if you get a little second, go on there. Like I said, like it. Give us a five-star review. Do it while it. you're taking a poop. We tell don't somebody, care. Tell somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. And then and follow us on Twitter too. Like you guys have been really great on Facebook and um, Instagram, but mm -hmm. we're getting a lot of interaction Twitter on Twitter Twitter is popping. And we tweet, we live tweet all the major events. So like every Sunday during Insecure, we're tweeting like uh, the Prince uh, tribute. We didn't talk about that. They had a tribute for Prince a couple of days ago. It was a big topic. Um, and we're always on the hot topics and just going live tweeting with that. So yeah. join the conversation with us. It's so much fun. And I just want to throw that in because like, yeah, we want y'all to like, it's engage popping. with us. It's popping. <laughs> Be a cool kid. Join the club. You can sit with us, okay? Some of y'all. <laughs> Some of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Paperwork is still being processed. Submit, Don't be out here. submit we'll your applications today, okay? But anyway, let's get out Thank of you here. guys for all the support. We're out. Bye. All I see is black and white. Black and white. Black and white. is brought to you by Anchor. Produced by Don B and K. Nicole. Our original music is by Sean Michael. And our original artwork is by Erratic Ink Art.